With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go. for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who dat? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today was a very, very good day. The New Orleans Saints defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-23, getting their first win of the season against Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers, the rejuvenated Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the all-star lineup. They get their first win in week one. Drew Brees actually improves to 4-2 and in his career against Tom Brady. Before we jump into the breakdown of the game, I'm going to start in the division like we always do. If you guys are new to the breakdowns, I start in the division and then we get into the game. But a lot went in the Saints' way this week in terms of division. Of course, they beat the Buccaneers, so they improved to 1-0. That makes Tampa Bay 0-1. They dropped down. The Carolina Panthers had a very good game against the Las Vegas Raiders, their first game. But they ended up losing 30-34 with a late drive by Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. Teddy Bridgewater with a pretty good day, but they end up taking the L, so Carolina goes to 0-1. As with the Atlanta Falcons, of course, they dropped to 0-1. The Seattle Seahawks absolutely destroyed them from start to finish. This was the Seahawks game. Atlanta was never really in this. It ended up being 38-26 Seahawks, but that does not reflect on how actually not close the game was. Atlanta takes the L, so Saints are atop of the division, sitting at 1-0, and the Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons are all tied for last. Now, before I jump into the breakdown, I'm going to jump into some key stats from the game. Drew Brees was 18 for 30, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. Not his greatest debut or greatest game ever, but he found a way to make some plays. 18 for 30 isn't great, but they made it work. On the other side of the football, Tom Brady had an all-right debut, going for 23 for 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns, but two very crucial interceptions, one which Janoris Jenkins took all the way to the house, giving the Saints seven points. The other one was a miscommunication slash Mike Evans not trying very hard in the route. 
and he overthrew it. Mark Williams snagged that one. So, yes, he threw for 239 yards, but two, t- two interceptions as well. And two very, very crucial interceptions in terms of just time in the game. The Bucks needed points. They needed to go down. And the Saints, I believe the first interception, the Saints were up seven. And the Saints are gripping on to a 14 or 17 point lead when Janoris took the second one to the house. So the Saints secondary just really made some plays when they needed to. But going on to the other side of the field, their top receiver was Jared Cook with five receptions for 80 yards and that huge bomb down the left sideline that gave them some big time momentum on third down. That was a big catch for Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara, after getting paid, had a very, very good game. All around pretty good. The Bucks did a good job kind of containing him. He had 12 carries for 16 yards, but also had five receptions for 51 yards with two scores as well. You could put three in asterisks because I think he got in for this third. It's kind of up to you what you think. I think he got in, but the refs said he was not in, so he ends up finishing with two touchdowns on the day. And the most surprising stat of this whole game, Michael Thomas held to three receptions for 17 yards. Emmanuel Sanders also three receptions for 15 yards and a touchdown. But majority of this game, the Bucks did a very, very good job of limiting Mike Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders uh, in, in my preview, I said Mike Thomas had to have a pretty big game and that was going to be a spot they attacked because that's been a spot the Saints have always attacked on the Bucks was that secondary. And you got to hats off to them. They stepped up. They stepped up big time, made Mike Thomas pretty much blank in this game. Emmanuel Sanders as well. He had that touchdown grab, broke the tackle, got a face mask on the call. But for a majority of the game, they did a very good job limiting Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders that could be part of just being rusty from not having the preseason, much practices, and Drew really couldn't get on a rhythm with his receivers. It was kind of frustrating to see the Saints not being able to find those guys that you can rely on week in and week out like Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And you can see guys like Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees super happy in the sideline when their team's up. And Michael Thomas, a little bit of frustration just because the matchup maybe wasn't in his favor today. In terms of what they were playing, they are playing zone coverage, lots of heavy coverage on Michael Thomas, and when he was catching the ball, he was taking big, big hits. So the Bucks really did focus on containing Michael Thomas, and hats off to him, they did. Transitioning to the breakdown of the game, this was a roller coaster of a game, and it started out with the Saints offense. Coming out on the field first, they got the ball first, and the first drive was not very effective didn't last very long. They had to punt. And the Bucks oh, comes onto the field and has a very long, methodical drive where they, they look like all the hype that everyone's talking about. And I know a lot of us sunk in our seats and was like, okay, well, here's week one. Here's the week one Saints. Uh, Tampa Bay's the team everyone was saying they were. And then the Saints kind of hit the gas pedal off of that. They had 17 unanswered points after that 7-0 drive. It took them a second, of course, because they haven't had a preseason But even when the Saints were driving down the field, getting points, finding ways to get points on the scoreboard, it really felt like Drew Brees couldn't get a rhythm. And I don't know if that's a factor of just being week one, being rusty, or not really being able to play with these guys for a while in game speed situations. But it seemed like times where Drew Brees wasn't even kind of looking downfield or it was just completely locked up and just no one could get open. Guys like Trey Kwan, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, they weren't even getting looks, and he's had to Drew Brees just had to dump it off. The main reason the Saints really couldn't get on a good pattern with their wide receivers, Drew Brees couldn't find him, 
was the pass rush the Bucks brought. And the play after play, the Bucks front just kept getting big pushes into the offensive side of the field. Sean Payton did a very good job of kept, keep running the football, but just the Bucks kept getting tackled for losses, and it seemed like when the Saints get the ball, they just go backwards. And at some point in the second half, the Saints had six total yards, and it was late third quarter. And it's like, what is going on? And just the Bucks defense was just thriving, and they were getting through it, and everything was going their way. Andrews Pete missed a few blocks. But that late second quarter slash third quarter totally where the Saints offense couldn't get a rhythm and just couldn't get good plays, this is when the Saints defense stepped up and won them this game. I was nervous that when the Saints offense was struggling, the Bucks would come down and get a lead on us just because we couldn't get anything going. But that defense just kept getting timely stops, three and out, drive a little bit down the field. They gave up a field goal one time, but just making stops when they needed to and I was very pleased with the play of the defense. But one thing that needs to stop is the penalties coming in the back end. I believe they had five penalties and all of them came in the back end. But besides, if you take away the penalties, they had a very, very good game. Junar Shinkins came out a play or two with an injury that we don't really know about. And Patrick Robinson came in and had pretty good coverage on Scotty Miller. But yet it was a flag. And yes, there was some questionable flags. But the Saints defense need to put themselves in positions where they aren't ticky-tacky flags that the refs kind of have to make a judgment call on. It's got to be good positioning, no grabbing or grabbing or pulling. But besides the, the penalties, I think they did a very good job. Of course, Godwin had his catches. He had six catches for 79 yards. But I think the overall best performance from a wide receiver was Scotty Miller, the guy who we talked about a little bit in the pregame with Evan Winter was a guy who uh, had a, a very good camp with Tampa Bay and played well and had some big-time catches and made some big-time plays for Tampa Bay. But while we're talking about the secondary, how about Marshawn Lattimore? And yes, I know, Mike Evans was hurt. He was on a pitch count. He was questionable to play this game. He, some people say he was a decoy just to be a decoy. Who knows? Marshawn Lattimore, for the third consecutive time against Mike Evans, did not allow a catch. Mike Evans has not allowed a catch on Marshawn Lattimore since 2018. That is two years ago. Yes, Mike Evans did have a touchdown catch in this game, a two-year touchdown catch. But that was actually against DeMario Davis. And that formation was kind of weird. I don't know why DeMario was lined up on Mike Evans and Marshawn was lined up at the tight end. But that's the way it worked out. So that pass was actually on DeMario Davis. So doesn't count against Marshawn Lattimore. But Evans did have some impacts, but it was a late-game touchdown. So... The Saints defense stepped up and did their part to take care of business. But the Saints special teams was where they really won this football game. And first off, it was Marcus Hunt coming through on a field goal, blocking that punt, getting Saints actually very good field position on their own 40, and has a huge momentum swing. The Bucks could have had three points and said the Saints have the ball at that spot. And he just blew right through, blocked the punt, and he's got a nice fat bruise on his bicep. Second, one of the biggest plays of the game, a guy who, actually both these guys, came in from the practice squad, activated yesterday, and made big, big time plays in this game. Benny Fowler and Marcus Hunt. The Saints, after Emmanuel Sanders touchdown, his he got his face mask pulled, 15-yard penalty. The Saints elected to take that on the kickoff. Most people will disregard that, that penalty, and we won't even remember it. Sean Payton was very smart. We'll take it on the kickoff. We'll do, that, we'll do that little pooch kick. 
that we always do. First off, hats off to Thomas said the special teams group, and the special teams coach for getting this done because a play like that, you need weeks and weeks of practice to execute that properly. And it looks like they practiced that over a thousand times because that was placed absolutely perfect. The rule of thumb on a kickoff is if it goes over your head, don't follow it. And a Bucks returner went over his head, he followed it, and they collided. Balls on the ground, Benny Fowler being opportun- opportunistic, falls on the football, Saints ball. And that was a huge swing because the Saints just scored and they got their ball right back. That was the big thing. Also, if you look at the turnover margin, the Saints turned it over the least amount last year in the NFL. They only turned it over eight times. The Saints did not turn the ball over in this game. And the Bucks turned it over three times. So the Saints were plus three in the turnover margin. And if you told me the Saints were plus three in turnover margin and had a defensive touchdown and a blocked field goal, I said they win that game, and they did. All around, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, it felt like a very lackluster performance. Sean Payton said his play calling was quote-unquote garbage. Drew Brees said there was lots of plays and opportunities that were just lost in the Bucks of playing pressure or playing good defense. And that'll happen in some games. But of course, the Saints are going to come back right to practice. They were missing Cesar, Cesar Ruiz and Marcus Davenport. And they're going to work on fixing these little things, especially finding, getting your playmakers the football. And they need to do a better job of getting Alvin Kamara better opportunities and not just getting crushed in the backfield. Of course, they're going to go back to the drawing board and figure out what happened with Mike Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. They will figure out a way to get him in to the game plan normally. Mike Thomas, late in that game, Latavius Murray rolled up on his ankle. He seemed like he was going to be okay. Came out of the game, was just walking the sideline. No trainers were around him. That's a positive sign. We'll see if he's on the injury report this week. But next week in Vegas, they'll definitely want to get their playmakers to football and find Michael Thomas, find a way to get Emmanuel Sanders to football, and continue to get Jared Cook to football because he had a very good game, one of the bright spots on the Saints offense. Another thing that I wanted to point out before we wrap up this breakdown was Sean Payton was very committed to running the football in this game. Latavius Murray had a very, very good game. Taysom Hill finding his ways to make the big plays, getting a couple rushes in for him, and the double pass, of course, petty Sean Payton. Some people will be like, why'd they bring out that double play, that trick play out so early? Now every team that that goes up, goes up against them, they're going to have to worry about that. They're going to have to practice about that for 15, 20 minutes. And when Taysom spreads out there, that's in the back of their minds. Okay, if he catches this, he might throw it again. So I'm going to sit back and wait and sink coverage for a little bit. So it's just another thing defenses have to think about when Taysom gets the football is that double pass. One last thing before we wrap the breakdown. Aaron Andrews broke the news in the middle of the game, which I've never heard or seen before. Maybe it's happened with another team, but I've never seen it. They She reported that the Saints extended DeMarro Davis, three-year extension for him. They did that last night, but the news broke during the game, and they had a $27 million and 18.35 guaranteed. So one of those guys that was going to be a free agent next year, they get locked up now. And the Saints are doing a great job of locking up their big-time players. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, DeMarlo Davis, Ryan Ramchick, you're next. Marshawn Lattimore, you're next. They're doing a good job of paying the guys that deserve to be paid. That does it for today's breakdown. The New Orleans Saints defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-23. to 
and are on to the Las Vegas Raiders next week. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to be tuning in Wednesday for our preview about the Las Vegas Raiders. Hope you guys enjoyed. As always, who that? Who that? Let's go. Let's go.